This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. The Red Apple Media Podcast Network presents This is Protecting America. Now, here's Emmy-winning journalist Rita Cosby. And welcome to another edition of Protecting America. I'm Rita Cosby. Well, there have been many reports that several ruthless gangs are now operating in New York and elsewhere around our country, committing very serious crimes, also having turf wars. And in some cases, you see them beating up members of the NYPD in Times Square. They are coming through our open and unvetted southern border and also our northern border, too. And joining us now to talk about the impact of all of this on our communities across our great nation and how serious of a threat these major gangs pose is Derek Maltz. He is the former director of the DEA's Special Operation Division. He was also chief of the New York Drug Enforcement Task Force. Uh, Derek, great to have you here. Thank you for having me back, Reed. I appreciate it. How serious are these gangs? How ruthless are they? Well, look, Trent de Aragua is a Venezuelan gang. It's a huge threat to America. There's been a large movement over the years, the last several years, for them to, you know, explode all over South America. Now they're in America. They're in New York. They're in Chicago. They're down in the border. They're in Florida. And you got to remember, these Biden border policies, they are actually creating so many vulnerabilities for our national security. And these transnational gangs are taking total advantage of it. Plus, Rita, you know, you have like MS-13 as an example. They're fleeing El Salvador because their president down there has created terror prisons. And nobody wants to go to these prisons because he's very tough on crime. He was just reelected. The crime in El Salvador is down to almost nothing. People can't believe how this guy has turned around their country. But guess what? We're the opposite. People can't believe how bad it is here. Our cities are turned into mini war zones and our citizens don't feel safe and secure anymore. So it's very alarming. You talked about a trend de Aragua. Walk us through. They're named after Aragua, which is part of Venezuela. Explain a little bit of the history of what that specific gang is. Well, look, I am no expert on this gang. All I know is that they're very violent. They're vicious. They're involved with murders, extortions, kidnappings, drug trafficking, and other types of crime. They actually started in some prison uh, in Venezuela, in the Aragua area. Okay. And basically now they're spreading around because they're taking advantage of territory that's opening up. They, they love intimidating and they love taking over areas. Unfortunately, what's going to start happening more and more, Rita, is they're going to be crossing into the traditional gangs that are operating in New York City, you know, the street gangs, and they're going to be looking to take over territory. And it's going to involve, you know, gunfights and, you know, it's going to be more innocent people getting uh, harmed. But, you know, right now, just look at the videos that are out there, you know, fighting back with the cops, dragging women, that 52-year-old lady that was dragged 
They were trying to rip a pocketbook off her neck. They're stealing, you know, Apple phones and, and, you know, G phones all over the place. And they're basically sending, you know, the proceeds back to the different elements of the gang. And then, you know, they're also recruiting, you know, they're intimidating. They're recruiting some of these other migrants to come on, you know, the team to, you know, continue to build some growth here in America. So it's very, very violent, very disturbing. All Americans should care. Now, remember what what President Trump said, that Venezuela is going to export the worst criminals that exist in their country. So they're probably facilitating the movement of these gangsters through Central America into Mexico and then into our country. And so it's very, very alarming. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. You know, you talked about uh, what they do and, and some of the robberies, like you said, that video where that woman's dragged when they, they're stealing her purse. Then we've seen the Times Square. How do they train these people? How do they recruit most of these people? And, and how do they get them engaged? And how complex are some of these robberies? Because we've been seeing some of these reports, Derek Maltz, like even in the case of the Tren de Aragua, uh, there was a report that they get three to 500 or three to 600 if they get the iPhone and then they bring it back to a place and then they send it back. They hack into the phone. There's like all these layers. It's a very complex network, right? Well, normally, like these transnational gangs, they just keep expanding and they get more and more complex. They're using the latest and greatest technology, like when they're communicating and giving you know orders. Like, for example, all these encrypted apps that are available you know, law enforcement's in the total dark. So so what we have going on now, Rita, like everyone should be alarmed that law enforcement experience, law enforcement personnel are leaving at record numbers. They, they're sick and tired of, you know, not being supported. They're sick and tired of like not getting paid properly for the work that they do. I mean, they're getting shot at, you know, more now than ever. They're getting harmed more now than ever. Their families are being disturbed. So the cops don't want to be cops anymore, unfortunately. And then the technologies are moving so fast. The border's wide open. So we have the perfect storm uh, for our citizens to be, you know, at all time record high at risk. And so right now it's very concerning. But these gangs are very, very sophisticated. They're very street savvy. They learn over the years what law enforcement does. They know how to avoid law enforcement. But right now, Rita, they know there's no fear for them to go into prison in America because these these uh, Soros appointed DAs and funded, I should say, DAs are letting these these savages. And I'll say it because that's what they are, you know, out on the streets. This is not what the citizens of this country would expect from our government. And it's really a shame all these cowards that sit silent on the sidelines, knowing that this isn't good for anybody. Right. So in New York City, right, people are leaving at record levels. It's such a beautiful place. I grew up in New York. It's, it's really a shame to see what's going on. And it's these gangs and these criminals that are destroying the, you know, the day to day life for everyone. Yeah. And you talked about um, just how ruthless they are. The fact that they had no fear and it was members of the train de Aragua, the Venezuelan gang, 
One of them was like a 15-year-old. Most of them are teenagers. And there they are without any, like, any compulsion. It seemed like they had zero concern. They are beating up cops in Times Square, kicking, doing drop kicks. Uh, It's a wonder they didn't kill them. But they just could not care. That almost epitomized. I think people were horrified to see that video because it shows they have no boundaries, these gangs. And young and repeat offenders, even before that instance. Right. I mean, that's a big problem, too, because when they're young, they tend to get better deals. They get them out. They don't go to jail. And so they just continue on and on. And these people, many of them, I mean, I don't know because I don't look at the spreadsheets on who they're paying. But these people coming in, they're getting freebies from our government, whether it's in the city or whether it's, you know, the federal government to get them transported up into New York. So so the U.S. government is facilitating this destruction of our country. That's the sad part. Yeah, and they listed as home residences migrant shelters that, again, are funded by taxpayers. They don't seem to appreciate at least the my you know the gang ones that we're talking about. I think that image, Derek Maltz, when the young guy was let out, remember of the prison, and he's yeah. giving the finger to the media and he's laughing. That just, yeah. I think, I think it angered. I know it angered me. I know it angered you. It angered so many people who saw that because I, it was like, wait a minute, we're paying for all these things for these people. They are hardened criminals, even at teenage age, and then they're giving the finger to the media, laughing. It was like, screw you, America, and you know, and no, no appreciation of what this country is and what it's done for them. Right, and keep in mind, Rita. You know, even though they're young, many of these these uh, gangsters are very experienced, violent criminals. When they come here. They've been trained. They're in their groups in Venezuela and the other countries. So they're not like just, you know, first timers here in America. Right. And that's the problem when you have this wide open border. You know, we don't even know, like, how many of these unknown gotaways, the two million that have come into this country, how many of them are gangsters? How many of them are terrorists? That's another thing that the public should be outraged about. And many people don't even talk about it. Yeah, you hit it on the head because we have no idea of their criminal background and we don't even a check it, nor could we even get their background. Right. It's not like Venezuela is going to offer up even. Right. Rita, one thing I want to highlight and I give the New York City Police Commission a credit for this. He used a term recently and I've been using it all over media because it's so appropriate. He called them ghost criminals. We don't even know who they are. You can't get verification on their criminal history. Like, that's the other thing that the American public is, like, misinformed about. When these people come and they say, I'm filing asylum because my my country is unsafe and the government is going after me and my family. It's not like our CBP has access to all their real criminal records. Do you understand? So it's all, like, it's all fraudulent. And these asylum claims are fraudulent, too. Like, 90% of the asylum claims are, you know, invalid. They don't justify asylum. So, like, it's insanity that we keep letting them in at record levels and then they're destroying our country. Like, I can't understand this. This drives me crazy every day. It is. And, you know, one of the other gangs you brought up, also Derek Maltz, was MS-13. Can you kind of describe them? Because they've been around for a while and they are notoriously brutal, too. Yeah, I mean, same kind of thing, but, they, you know, they're much more entrenched throughout America and have been for a long time. When President Trump was here, if you remember, he made this one of his top priorities with the Department of Justice 
And law enforcement did some amazing work, you know, shutting down a lot of these gangs, uh, MS-13 gangs throughout the country. I know like in New York on Long Island, there was some amazing investigations by the DEA, FBI, Homeland Security Investigations, and others, ATF. They, they targeted these gangs and actually put a lot of them into federal prison. But unfortunately uh, for us, like the president, like I said, the current president in, in El Salvador has been very tough on them, putting them in these terror prisons. And they're all escaping now coming here because they know the weakness is here in America. And that's the problem. They're taking advantage of the weakness. You know, all I could think about when that horrible video that happened where they were beating the police officers. And again, we know that they're from at least the Venezuelan gang. All I kept thinking about, Derek Maltz, and I'm sure this triggered with you, too, was they're going to be showing that footage all over all these other because it just epitomized like you can kind of get away with anything in America. That's what was so heartbreaking. Rita, I'm so glad you picked up on that, because with social media now, this is like a recruiting message for their own gangsters to come to America. And that's why the numbers are growing, because that's what they do. It's the same thing with drug trafficking and all this other stuff. As an example, I mean, I'm sure, you know, there's been multiple cases where, you know, these cartel members are being stopped with mass amounts of pills and or methamphetamine. Then there's big news stories, how they're getting out because the antiquated laws like in New York and California or the, you know, the week on criminal laws that we have and the bail reform. They send that back and then it creates people willing to take the chances. If they come here, even if they get caught, they're going to get out. It's all part of the mess that you, you, you know, you brought up a great point. Yeah. And it breaks my heart because when you see that, it shows a lack of respect for authority, a lack of respect for America. The other issue, too, is will we see these turf wars, too? There's been these talks of yeah. as these as they kind of carve out their area, there's reports that some are taking a certain part, even like, say, New York City, for example, one yeah. taking the east side, one taking the west side. Are we going to start seeing that? And boy, yeah. uh, good citizens caught in the crossfire. hundred percent. And it's probably already happening as we're sitting here on the call. They're all maneuvering and positioning themselves as they're growing in numbers. Yeah, 100 percent is going to happen. I mean, it's very similar to what's going on, like by the border on the Mexican side. You have shootouts on a regular basis. Like just this week, the Mexican army had to kill 12 alleged cartel gunmen because they're trying to take over turf and they're fighting with all the different cartels. It's the same same thing that's going to happen here. Explain what's happening in our border that is creating this. I mean, obviously the unvetting, but this administration, I contend not just what we're seeing now, but we will feel the effects for generations to come yes. because many of them just come to this country. Maybe they don't beat up a police officer right away. They right. acclimate and who knows what they're planning. Right. So you have all these misinformed and uninformed voters that don't take the time to learn on what's really going on. They're fixated on their own like news station and they're not listening to, you know, people that have, you know, an idea. And so what's happening really is just that we're being overwhelmed. The country's being flooded, not only with illegals from around the world, but with unprecedented amounts of deadly fentanyl. As you already know, we've talked about this many times. And like this is an example. This is just, a you know, earlier this month, there was a tour bus coming into the Gallus Port of Entry had 2.1 million fake pills on the bus in the water tank, okay, coming from Mexico and, you know, stopped by, you know, the awesome work by CBP down there. They've been knocking them dead down there in the Gallus. 
but it's just because the Border Patrol and the CBP officials, they're overwhelmed with the migrants and processing and babysitting and hospital runs and all the things that are administrative for them. They signed up to protect America. They're not allowed to protect America. And by the way, the other thing, this current administration, the legacy, as far as I'm concerned, is over 300,000 dead Americans so far from drugs that are pouring over the border. Okay, and we're seeing mass poisonings all over this country, like just the week of February 6th, four dead in a home in Lake Tahoe. Right. Then we had four dead in the, at the University of Dayton around the same time. I mean, I can go on all day with these mass poisoning. You heard about the Kansas City Chiefs fans that froze to death in the backyard, the three fans that then they said was cocaine, you know, mixed with fentanyl. So this is happening throughout the country and people are putting their heads in their sand and not paying attention. And that's really sad, too, because anybody with kids and grandkids and nephews and nieces, this is not the world you should want them to be in in the future. Absolutely. And it is sadly touching so many lives and so many families, just like you said. I mean, those are recent examples uh, are just the tip of the iceberg, as you know all too well, Derek Maltz. Why do you think, is it clear that the administration doesn't want to talk about fentanyl because then the next conversation is it goes because of the open border? That's why these cartels and others are able to bring it through. Is it because they just don't want to bring attention to their wide open border policies that they're afraid to take it on? Well, I mean, look, there's multiple things why this is happening. I mean, there's a good book that just came out called Blood Money. It's not out yet. And it's talking about the, you know, the corruption with the the White House family and the Chinese and all of this stuff with the with the payments to Hunter and everything like that. But you have a situation now where it's because Mexico and the border and China are the two most important issues because, look, the American public's already saying the border and immigration are a top issue, right? I mean, we saw that in Iowa and we saw that in New Hampshire. It's going to continue because people are starting to realize it. But the White House don't want to talk about it because it comes back to them. They have the blood on their hands. I mean, let's think about it, Rita. The FBI director says the greatest long-term threat to our national security is the Chinese Communist Party. But yet the country right now In the year 21 to 23, we had a 7,000% increase in Chinese nationals. Already this year, we have over 18,700 Chinese nationals apprehended coming into this country. They're setting up marijuana grow operations all over the country. They're lining up now at the border. There's news footage this week showing mass amounts of Chinese military-age men coming here. They're buying property. They're laundering money for the cartels. The country's under attack. And nobody's talking about it. This is the most irresponsible government I've ever seen in the history of my lifetime, not protecting the American people. And the Chinese now, we have no idea the nefarious activities that they're already involved in. You don't just leave the Communist Party of China without the permission, uh, you know, know, or the CCP's endorsement. Okay, and right now we're seeing our country is being flooded with Chinese nationals. Right. 60 Minutes just did a piece on it about the fastest uh, growing population of migrants is coming from China. Yeah, they're up 4,000 percent, by the way, 4,000 percent. And uh, last year alone, over 20,000 in 2021, it was 450. Right. You can't make, you know, I mean, that's a huge increase. Right. But the thing is, it's like people are not even connecting those dots. Like they're involved with the hacking into our systems. They're involved in the money laundering for the cartels. 
the chemicals to Mexico for the fentanyl. But Rita, the other thing that no one's talking about, and I've been talking about it for several years, it's not just fentanyl. They're making now nitazine, etonitazine, isonitazine, metanitazine, protonitazine. It's all these very, very dangerous synthetic opioids, more deadly than fentanyl coming out of the labs. They're also making the xylazine, which we've talked about, the horse tranquilizer that's rotting people on the streets from inside out. You don't have to be a genius or a brain surgeon to figure out what they're doing. They're stabilizing this country under the disguise of drug addiction. Meanwhile, people aren't even connecting this. It's so obvious. You don't have to be an investigator to figure this out, what they're doing. Yeah, that is stunning. And we are getting hit from And why do you think people are now getting smart enough to the wake up call and maybe the administration might start to do something, even if it's not for the right reasons, they might try to do it for political reasons either way. You know what? I don't know, but I can only say this. Think about the irony of this. The president can't be prosecuted for mishandling classified information because he's too old, he's senile, he's got a lapse in memory, all that stuff, right? Whatever was said, the official report, I don't even know the exact words. But what I would say is, are people comfortable with that person in the White House running this country at the most complex time in the history of America with technology and nuclear weapons and the hacking capabilities that are available? Do people realize what will happen if the electrical grids and the financial infrastructure is shut down tomorrow, the devastation that would cause. And that's not out of the question. And I'm no alarmist saying it. that's just based on pure facts that are being reported. OK, and the intelligence that we have available to us. So people really better start stepping up and paying attention because elections have consequences. We already see that across the country. We already know that. But people just they they, they just want to, you know, they they, they just want to talk about Trump. And the MAGA syndrome and all of that stuff, but they don't want to look at their own families and they want to look in the mirror and just imagine the devastation that's coming uh, based on the track that we're on right now. It's disgusting. It is. And it is frightening. Well, everybody, be sure to subscribe and share to this podcast. And Derek Maltz, your conversation and your points are so important. I so appreciate you raising the alarm bells and also letting people know about the very serious threats that we're facing now and we could face also indeed in the future. It is, I think there's nothing more important than protecting the homeland. And thank you also just for your great service to this country and for being here, but also sounding the alarm and uh, the wake up call to all of us. Thank you, Derek. One last thing, because it relates to New York, and Mayor Adams said many times that the influx of these migrants are going to destroy New York City. Well, he's right about that, but I take it a step further. It's destroying America. End of story. Yeah, and that is a sad testament. It's the country we love, and we got to keep us safe. That is first priority. Uh, Derek Maltz, thank you for being here. Thank you so much, and have a great day. And everybody, I'll be back soon with another great edition of Protecting America. And of course, you can catch me every weeknight, 10 p.m. to midnight on the legendary WABC Radio. This is Rita Cosby, and thanks for all you do to protect America.